Welcome to Real Talk, Real Women. I am Gemma Serenity Gorokov, your host, and today, coming from Boston, we are welcoming Nefertiti San Miguel. So, the topic of the day is ethnicity, and you're going to know why in a minute. If you are not subscribed to this uh, show yet, go immediately on gemmasgem.substack.com Put in your email address and let's get started. Nefertiti San Miguel is the embodiment of passion, a vivid advocate for the arts, neuroscience, and mental health. As an international mixed media artist, ikebanist, performer, speaker, entrepreneur, published author, and trailblazer, she raises eyebrows across numerous industries. With a reputation of for rocking her eclectic style, Nefertiti is the founder of Ethnia Fusion, a Boston-based boutique enterprise dedicated to promoting and cultivating multiculturalism through educational programs, functional wearable art, and dance. She is the creator of the community project What is Your Reality? and the guide From Chaos to Calmness. She has been featured on radio and television programs, web series, YouTube channels, newspapers, and magazines across the nation, and in recent years has been garnering attention abroad through podcasts from New Zealand, Canada, and Australia. Since 2021, Nefertiti has been sharing her talents with Amor Umbrella, a veterans organization serving military women, transitioning into civilian life and the business world. Her current endeavors include teaching her method of collage installations NM3, Narrative Multisensory Mixed Media Art, as therapeutic activity for stress management, and 3D vision board for life achievers. Her personal time is spent unplugging from big city living, exploring the world, and getting naturally high on extreme sports. She welcomes new connections and invites readers to email her at nefertiti.sanmiguel at gmail.com. You can also visit her website at niafusion.com. Nefertiti, thank you for making us the honor of your presence today. Such a great pleasure to connect with you and bring my craft to a new audience. It's one of the best rewards as a mixed media artist and a performer to have the spotlight to share passion and new approach to a lifestyle that it's more sane and conducive for mental health which is a very dear to my heart cause absolutely i understand that so with an emphasis on ethnicity can you please tell us a little bit your story and let us know what kind of abuse did you overcome? Because we're sharing real talk, real women, breaking the silence around abuse. We are saying what has happened in order to inspire the audience to break free from the abuse, whatever it is. And today we're going to talk about this specific kind of abuse in the midst of all that you have gone through. Yes, I certainly have a lot to say and a lot to share in the topic. So, I once want a child to begin with, very multiracial, on 
my biological father's side, it was French, Portuguese, and Scandinavian. From my mother's side, Middle Eastern, Polynesian, Japanese, and people from the Canary Islands, as well as Andalusia. So I have some gypsy blood in the DNA as well. And that brings a little bit of personal satisfaction, but also a lot of struggles and a lot of challenges. Because I realize now that I look back on the 2020 vision that I was in purgatory. I didn't belong here. I didn't belong down here. I was floating in the middle. And that is not a conducive place where to be because you don't belong anywhere. You are just a floating individual. You get mistreated here, you get mistreated there, and you are just E.T. phone call. And when E.T. phone call, the famous movie came about, I fell in love with the character because he was like, finally able to identify with something. Out of space, doesn't belong here, it's being haunted, it's being penalized, it's being scrutinized, you are the oddity, and you are in a very uncomfortable position. So I took it as a joke, but you know, you just have to express yourself somehow, some way, even if it's just in the humorous side, because nobody takes you seriously, and you know, people are going to say, oh, you are funny. No, I'm not funny. I'm just trying to express myself. But if that's the way that you're going to take it, fine. I will take it too. So it had been a challenge for all those reasons. And then when you get into the, the family structure, you don't question when you are growing up. But when you look again back 2020 vision, you were not like. Because you were no full blood here or full blood here. You were just like a stray cat. <laughs> and it had nothing to do with me. It had to do with the scooter from my ancestor. The poor choices of the parents and the grandparents. And how things evolve in, your, in their life. And then you landed here. Like I didn't have a choice. I didn't wake up one day saying... Let me see how will it feel to just explore all these mental chaos and be the recipient of all these emotional, verbal abuse and on top of that, be the recipient of all these passive-aggressive behavior. It was just insane. And I look back and I have to give myself a lot of grace. And I have to say thanks for everything. For the pain. For what I learned. For the people that forced me to be here. And the people who helped me along the way to be here. Because otherwise you're just going to be resentful. And be in victim mode. Why me? And I was there for a good number of years. And it's the wrong place to be. Because you are preventing yourself from blooming. From becoming a much better version of you. And you just have to take it upon yourself to go on your personal quest. 
and forget what anybody else says. Because supposedly your family is there to support you and to love you. And that's questionable. That was questionable in my case. And that's questionable in other people's life that I have seen. And it's not a holy institution. It's not an impeachable institution. So based on that, you just have to center yourself and ask the question, is this really serving? Is this really conducive for my well-being? And if not, you just have to make the tough decision to execute certain drastic measurements. And there's no easy way out. I joke about it, but I don't joke about it. I'm serious behind it. That I chose, that was my power. I chose to go in what I label voluntary witness program. Because I disappear from certain people. And when I go to a new place, I don't talk about my past. I don't make connections. I change address. I I am a new person. And that has been one of the saving graces in my life. Going in that voluntary witness protection. And I'm just going to leave it out there for some people to marinate that in their brain and maybe feel brave enough to follow my steps. So I know it's a lot to digest, right? I'm just full of energy tonight. I'm on a mission to make some noise in the world. Nefertiti, thank you for sharing such a special life. I know that today we have only touched upon the ethnicity part and there are many other layers to your life. But today we are breaking the silence around the ethnic abuse because of no belonging nowhere. And that is a problem. When we go with diversity and inclusion, when we realize that we are at the end of the day, we are all one and same energy, one and same love, even though we have all kind of difference and all kind of unique features, we are still one and the same energy. And that same energy puts all of us together. And when we can, as a whole, as an entire world community, understand that and embrace Everybody who is not like us. Well, and, and every animal as well. Well, and that's the beauty because you should be friendly and have a conversation. Not be obnoxious about it, a question in a very suspicious way, you know, give them the look. You know, there are many different approaches to a question. Just be sincere. And one thing that I have learned over the years is that you just have to step out of the, oh, I don't want to ask, or if you ask, it's too abrupt. The way that I have found myself to have an adequate bridge is to say, forgive my ignorance, but can you explain to me A, B, C, D? 
And people have this connotation of being ignorant as an offense. Well, it could be offensive depending on how you are putting the tone of voice in the connotation. But if you don't know, you don't know. And there's no other way how to present it. I'm being ignorant on the topic. So I am going to ask the question so I am no longer ignorant about the topic. So that's very key. And one of the things that I have learned over the years, and I live by it, not only because I started digging my own heritage, and you cannot go against DNA. You might try to suppress it, and you're going to pay highly and dearly for it. But when you have the hint, when you have the intuition, follow that. Because people might try to give you their version of reality, but your connection with the universe and with the environment, you know better. And I learned this from a Viking proverb. And he says, wisdom come to those who travel far and learn the ways of the world. I love it. It inspires me. It motivates me. I live by it. And I am an ambassador of it. I'm traveling tomorrow. And I'm looking forward to have this approach of there's no such a thing as a stranger's only friends that you have not yet met. And when you go with that energy and you put your best out, then things change. But the change has to come from you first. Don't wait for the environment to change because then it comes one of those, what was first, the chicken or the egg? And there's no answer to it. So... Just break the egg, you know, make an omelet, have a nice brunch, some Prosecco on the side, get some courage, like a friend of mine tells me, liquid courage, and go and make the proper adjustments that you need to take action upon so you better your quality of life and you enhance all the wonderful things that you already have because you do have a lot. Sometimes we lose sight. But we do have a lot, you know, it can be health, it can be a, a location, it can be the friend, it can be the working arrangements. So I'm all the time on the lookout for what is serving me, what makes me happy, what delivers a smile, not only to me, but the people around me. And when you rise that frequency and that energy, there's no limit to what comes your way. It's just like a tsunami of things just coming bigger and higher and more powerful. If somebody told me, even 27 months ago, that's like my reference because I went into very deep depression. And if somebody back then told me that I was gonna be doing all these things that I'm doing this year, you know, being international published author with an Amazon international bestseller vouch to the publication associated to my name, having international spotlights, traveling, presenting to different organizations. 
I will have said, I need some of that and I want to hallucinate with you because there's no way that you are talking about me. Like, that doesn't match the current reality with that description. So, I so much raise you on that one. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, that at the beginning of my life with Sasha in 2013, he was able to tell me, you are going to inspire women to get out of domestic violence and to really break the silence around abuse and to, and to be a, a, a beacon of light, a guide. And I looked at him and I said, yeah, that's not me. It's probably you, but it's not me. I don't know who you're talking about. And look at me like nine years later, absolutely, I sign up. And this is so beautiful and so gorgeous. Same experience as you. Amazing. And here we are making that beautiful connection, not only in front of the camera, but behind the camera and beyond. Because like I told you in prior conversation before the recording, you have been officially admitted into my honorary family members. So you just have to come over and spend some time with the relative, you know? <laughs> I love that one. It's true. With all this ethnicity difference, with all this different relationship with blood family or relatives, it can be sometimes challenging to find people you really relate with. Because blood is one thing. Personality, choice, respect of other people's choice, that is another thing. And sometimes it's compatible with family, sometimes it is not. So choosing your family with the people you resonate with, you connect with, you love, and calling them your honorary family. Isn't that beautiful? And also Thank I have you. to tell you that I have the opportunity to live in Polynesia. And one of the things that stole my heart is that you can go to any random convenience store to ask for directions and you are already a cousin, you are already an auntie, and you never saw these people before in your entire life until you walk into that establishment. But they are so warm and welcoming and loving that it really stay with me. And that's part of the aloha. So that's also one of the things that I do. I had the opportunity to engage into the form of Hawaiian hula dance. I was very fortunate that I actually got adopted, of course, honorary fashion by a native family from the big island of Hawaii. And they trained me in the art of hula, the poetry, the motion, the body language, the lyrics. And it was such a life-changing experience for me that not only a piece of my heart is staying in Hawaii, but everything that I do, it has kind of an underlayer of my times out there. And when you read my bio, you talk about narrative mixed media art. That's based out of Hawaiian hula. Because Hawaiian hula is one of the very last remaining narrative dances that is still being practiced today. There's no dance if there's no story to be told. 
So because everything has to be told with imagery, with the senses, I transferred that concept into my mixed media art. And that has gotten me some attention. Like, for example, that's how I ended up working with the lady who found a mud umbrella. She was so impressed by how I bring together multi-sensory imagery and detail saying how I pay attention to the little things that is going to tweak somebody's mind and senses in the right direction. That she asked me for consulting and we became friends and that started over a year ago and now she's going to be making plans to come over and spend her birthday with me in Boston. How cool is that? You know, I don't take those things lightly because when somebody decides to spend a special location as a birthday with you, that says a lot. You know, she could spend that with people that she had been knowing for longer time than me. She could spend that time with blood-related family. And she invited herself to come to Boston and crash at my place for her birthday. And I'm just super thrilled because that's the level of connection that I want. You know, that's the level of camaraderie that I want in my life. So I have an overflowing plate. My life is grand. It's a masterpiece. And if I was able to make it, anybody else out there is able to make it. It's not impossible. You just have to make the uncomfortable decision. That is true. You know, this is why we do, we have these conversations. Because if I can do it, so can you. If you can do it, so can I. And if in the audience you can hear that and realize that you are no different than us, we too have gone through a fair share of hardship. Beaten, pulled down, and raped, that is three of my big abuse. University, you have gone through a whole lot more than the ethnicity um, rejection in some way. You have also gone through many other layers of abuse. Um, there is so much that can be told about how strong you become when you overpower the abuse you are suffering. When you push with your feet on the rock bottom of pain and that propels you in calmness, in harmony, in love, in joy, and in perfect harmony with who you truly are. And who you truly are is not what you're going through now. So this is why we have this conversation to really stir the greatness in you so that you have a chance to recognize yourself in some of the things that we are sharing here. Yeah, and that's all you need. You need that spark. Because from that part, a lot of things can happen. So it's just like a chemical reaction. You know, you have the components and you just have to make that initial 
connection, you know, what's going to get triggered, what's going to get sparked. And when you get to a point where you just had enough, that's the point where you get to that moment where you have so much of it that you say, I take whatever else is going to be out there because I'm done with here. But the moment that you cave in or you think, well, if I try harder or if I hold on a little bit more or if only things get better, it's not going. You cannot have that approach. You just have to go bold. You have to go even crazy. It's okay to go crazy for a moment. Because what difference does it make? You're being labeled as crazy anyway. So at some point, I just say, you know what? I'm just going to own it and give them a good reason to call me crazy. Because it doesn't matter what I do. I get the label anyway. So let me own it my way, not their way. I cannot make them happy. So I'm just going to do it my way and own it. This is so amazing. This is true. When you can just own everything you are and not let yourself defined by other people's judgment. Because at the end of the day, when you judge some things, it's always and only your own projection. And compared to your own ideal or your own idea of what it is. You cannot judge without having a, a benchmark. So why would you let other people judge you based on their benchmark when you will have other benchmark? When your, your blossoming is not the same as others. Right. You just have to own your, your act. You just have to own everything about you. And say, this is what it is. I cannot please 8 billion people walking on the planet. It's impossible. So let me please myself. And at least one for sure is going to be happy. And that's me. So I just went at it. I start traveling. I got into extreme sport. I got into unleashing myself in creativity, going more on spotlights. And taking all the weird projects to challenge myself that you can imagine. And there's not a single one that I regret. Because two things happen. One, you are allowing to get yourself into the receiving mode. That is very important. And number two... You are tearing down your limitations and trusting that the person who's coming to you for a project, they see something in you that you don't see yourself. And by you saying yes, whether you feel capable or not, then when you come on the other side, you're going to say, wow, that was a talent that I didn't know I had. And I'm going to tell you a quick story about that. So I don't have any 
formal musical training. And I got involved into the Hawaiian hula dance and the art form. But it's something more earthy, more cultural. And I learned how to do the chanting. But it's not related to formal musical training. It's a cultural devotional thing that you do when you are chanting. You are not paying attention to the tone and the conductor. It's something more in tune with the environment, the divine, and the land, and yourself. So the Harvard Musical Department here in Cambridge, they put a talent call out because there was somebody doing a PhD dissertation around the last musical work from the monarch in Hawaii. So they want people to portray as traditionally as possible the chanting and the dance, which I performed and I was very proud of that project. So the following semester, because every semester they do a different theme in a different project, I get a call from a lady asking me to sing with a soprano. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You are calling the wrong person. And she's like, no, 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 no. I remembered you from last semester. And I'm like, yeah. And if you remember me, I will refresh your memory that I was a Hawaiian hula dancer. I am not a soprano singer. And she's like, no, but I want you to audition. And I'm like, no. So we are having these stretching and pulling she's saying yes and i'm saying no and i'm doubting myself and i'm telling her you don't know what you're talking about so she was so adamant about no taking a no from me that's she said just come i want to see you well if you're going to put it on that level of interaction it's like okay i'm going to go and see you i get there and she tells me to see, and I'm like, oh my God, here we go again. I don't sing. I chant Hawaiian. So she's like, well, just do a chant. Okay, I blast it with a chant. And she's like, are you going to um, are you gonna perform with the sopranos? And I'm like, what are you talking about? But you don't understand. I didn't read musical sheet. And she's like, it doesn't matter. You found out a law. And she insisted me so much that I end up saying, okay, fine, have it your way. But not only that took me to a different challenge in the performing arts, but the fact that somebody's willing to bend reality for you, because that's the power of one. You know, she could have shown me and pointed me all the wrong things about me. You know, I didn't sing well enough, and I'm to this, and I'm to that, and I don't have the musical training. But she was no, not looking at any of that. She wanted me to sing with a choir, with a soprano. And that carried on every semester until the virus apocalypse took over and then we were forbidden to sing in a choir. Otherwise, I was still at it. And I have beautiful playlists 
and the program with my name on it as part of the Sopranos. And this is Harvard Musical Department. Like, people will die and pay top dollars to be there. I go back to be there. Like, how crazy is that? I cannot make it up. This is beyond awesome. This is beyond awesome. Oh God! So, if I was able to make it, anybody else out there having a vision, a dream, uh, a hallucination, even because people are very good and telling you everything that it cannot be done. Screw that! If I was able to do it, anybody out there can do it. You just put yourself out there on your space, be willing to be coachable because that's key. You have to be coachable. You have to connect and communicate. And that's the key. You know, it, you know, it's so interesting because I have received the formal training of music from the age of five until the age of 21. I have learned to play the violin and I have added the piano, the guitar, the flute, whatever comes through my, my hands. And at some point after seven years of formal technique training, and I was like 10, 12 years old, something like that, I started to connect with the energy of music. I started to spontaneously write music, compose. I call that the music of the angel. I don't know how to call it differently. And when you share that you have no formal music teaching except chanting with the Hawaiian hula. You are connecting with the energy of music. And this is what this person who begged you and bent the universe to get your approval to join the Harvard musical core. It was absolutely safe writing good first because you are connected to that different realm, which is not just speaking, which is not just chanting. It is the energy of music and that transcends all emotions, all ethnicity, all dimensions. It is a different level of communication. And I'm so happy and grateful for you that you did finally accept to try that and to try yourself and to to outgrow yourself in ways that you have never even dared to dream. So it was out of your consciousness, but you accepted the challenge after being really, really asked for. I'm really congratulating you for that. Thanks. And I, I continue to be in the receiving mode, get all these different projects that I was not asking for, but people see something in you that you don't see yourself. And again, you have to be in the receiving mode and trust that if somebody's coming to you with a particular request, a task, that you might think that you are not the qualified person, think that twice. You have more in your talent than you can ever imagine. And somebody else is seeing it that at that moment you are not. And I have so many stories about that. I can go and write a book of all the different offers and challenges and requests that I have gone in over the years. And if it wasn't for each one of them, 
I wouldn't be here, right here, right now, what I'm doing in the way that I'm doing it. Because every setback, every challenge, every learning experience, every detour, every quarter inch deviation, all that combination, it got me right here, right now, at this time in human history. And there's a lot to be said. Because people don't make it. There's a lot of challenges out there. There's a lot of mental issues out there. There's a lot of unrest across the globe. And being able to connect, foster a desirable life, craft your version of dream life. Because my version is going to be totally different from my neighbor and my friend and my coworker. So we need to stop the madness of one size fits all because it doesn't. We are very unique individuals. So you have to craft from your inside out, how do you want your dream life to be? And don't allow the noise from the outside to tell you that it has to be the Tesla driving for you. Or it has to be the $1,000,075 house in the market. No. It might be happiness for somebody in their sense of accomplishment. But it might not be the one for you. So just have that deep conversation. You know, go on a vacation, unplug from the electronics and all the madness. And... Just be in silence with yourself. What comes to mind? What lights you up? Whatever that is, it kind of be much to anybody else but yourself. And that's something that I advocate as well as being creative and being adventurous. Because that one thing, it might turn into a business. It might turn into a lifetime passion. You might turn into a great relationship. So don't cut yourself short on opportunities because you are being too judgmental on yourself. Just go wild and flamboyant. And I own my wild and flamboyant. I rock my gothic. I have a reputation. I don't tone it down for anybody. And it's either you like it, it doesn't bother you, or you love it. There are three options, and I don't care which one you choose, but either one, I am not changing who I am. I think we have so much to learn from you, Nefertiti. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. So, etniafusion.com is your website. Mm -hmm. Nefertiti.sanmiguel at gmail.com. That's your email address. And in the description of this episode, there is all the other links and all the way to find a lot of gorgeous things about Nefertiti that we keep updated over time. So Nefertiti, whatever comes, you just bring it back because we keep on growing your speaker page because there is so much that you can bring to the world and we are so happy to feature and promote you. Oh, thank you so much. And I am here cheering up your accomplishment, your spotlight, your own version of your dream life, because you have gone through a lot. 
And here you are, shining bright and making some noise in the world, the right kind of noise that is being needed these days. Because a lot of time people get lost in the noise, you know, the bad politics, the recession, and you just sink into depression. You have to look at what's going to be your role model to bring you up, to spark the best in you instead of watching the soap opera. So just saying, a little advice in there. Thank you, NFRCT. Thank you so much for all your wisdom. And I look forward to talking with you again. Until we meet again, much love and aloha. Aloha. <laughs>